And it's like the cool retro ones too. I know. It's just oh, that comment right before we came on. We're obviously not going to use that during the cast, but uh, damn, that was good. <laughs> as soon as Cobb started that story, I was like, I'll hit record after this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys are teasing. Just leaving off all the good stuff for the people out there. <laughs> oh, all right. You guys ready to rock? Let's do it. Let's do Good it. day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. Star. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, the bottom square today, getting it done all over the city. Hopefully he was wearing a rain jacket. Guess what I name Oh, God, what's going on? <laughs> Damn it, that was good. Uh, voice, for the first time in, I would say, probably 14 years, I'm using a calendar. So your boy's organized. Getting ass done down here. Let's go. <laughs> all right up there in the top left corner coming all the way in from i don't even know is it warm or is it just cold down in the desert matt comma the producer mctp what's up matt uh hey guys yeah it's warmer than it was like last week um and it's been blue skies so yeah it's it's pretty normal here all right first things first we got to get a couple things important out of the way number one uh, was I the only one since our podcast last Tuesday that has been using the word c- <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> we, we had to set an over under on Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> which somebody there is a uh, faithful listener to the cast. Everybody else just kind of knows me like Mike and his wife was there. And I told him, I told him Wednesday, I go, did you listen to the cast? He goes, no. And I said, well, look, we were having a little fun. So we we said a lot. <laughs> he said, "Don't worry, Matt bleeped it out." I said, "But just know on Super Bowl Sunday you're going to hear it a lot." So I mean, everybody was throwing around. Like we set the over under at like twenty and just blew past it. Oh, <laughs> at least you got people on board. Nice. Oh yeah. I mean, nobody. It was a pretty small group. There was no kids. Uh, so I mean, it was just. It was like, all right, everybody here knows each other. We're, we're going to say this word a lot. <laughs> that's awesome and then the appetizer. most Cobb I don't know about you the most pressing issue of all of last week into Sunday morning was text I got from personal friends some I know from high school some are family some are just people I know from out here but these are all close personal friends not just uh, random people that might have my number and the number one thing tell them tell CTP he's got to make the wings like i had to side text matt this weekend and be like hey dude that was friday i think i texted you and i've gotten i said look i've gotten two or three personal texts off of separate from threads of just people being like he's got to cook those wings man and then i don't know matt i can't remember if i texted you or not sunday but literally sunday around 9 30 i'm watching like the puppy bowl like preview stuff (laughs) I got, I got a text from, I can't remember, it was one of my cousins, just like, what the fuck? Like, he's winking? He needs to be making those wings. 
That's awesome. Matt, did you make any wings? Nope. Did All right. I held to the plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, once again, you know, there was, it was definitely like, oh, I'd love to be the guy that brought the awesome wings. And once again, there was no wings <laughs> to be oh, had there. Tragic. But, um, yeah, there's also multiple times where I was like, they're just not going to. I don't know that they would fly at this party like it, the logistical issues I can't really get into on the on the air. But, yeah, I just kind of uh, was like there are no wings. The wings w- might would be the highlight, probably. And ultimately, I also simultaneously understood I couldn't couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I did. I mentioned it to the hosts again because I I trained them on Friday, and they're like, "No, no, 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 that's fine." And I was like, "Got it." Fine are to you, bring them or fine to not bring them. No, to not bring them. Just, are you? Here's my question: Are you impressing how important this is to your two good friends, Ted and Cobb, and? The audience, <laughs> because I think they're just seeing like this, their buddy, Matt, who they work out with is their trainer and him being like, should I make some wings? And they're like, don't sweat it. Yeah. They're like, Does he not you- know there's a whole army of people behind the, the wing king? Right? They don't know that. I, I try to keep this podcast out of reference for anybody. Involved What's that work. about you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it, but if this, if this keeps up, I feel like we might be demoting you to wing court jester. This is sad. <laughs> no, can't, what's, I mean, what's a king to a god? You can't be a king showing up without wings. You know, that's it's your thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, King Candy it, having no candy. You know, right. I, I mean, don't know. I could, and Ted, you're right. I could have sent them last week's episode and been like, here, listen to this. And before <laughs> they got to the wings, <laughs> there we were just throwing all over the room dropping them if you had sent last week's episode like a you wouldn't have had to make the wings and b you would have lost a client (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's a nuts on the table move that or they would absolutely love you but i think probably ted's right right it was just funny because matt and i had already texted about it and then sunday i'm just sitting there like you gotta be kidding me like i didn't realize everybody in my family was so invested (laughs) Well, and for what it's worth, I tried to put some soft pressure on too. When I was at the grocery store, um, Ted, Matt, and I obviously have a thread, and I just, I just popped off. Uh, I had the the um, what's it called, the grocery basket, and I was walking around. I went to like a separate grocery store specifically for this, and got um, little Smokies, some uh, Pillsbury like croissant rolls, a little bit of cheese, and of course, I was gonna make pigs in a blanket. So hold up my end. So I just fired off a shot and the thread, the thread got hot for a second. I thought maybe this will push Matt over the edge. Like the boys were pumped up. I did have the thought that I saw. I was like, ah, oh, I should make those wings. <laughs> That's all, all right. I ask. So two things. A, after that text message exchange, I, the next day I was at the grocery store and just snap bought little Smokies. They're still in my nice. fridge. Like, yes, I, did, I did nothing with them. I was just like, oh, I better get these. Yeah, get up some around the house, you know. And then also, in Matt's defense for not making wings, 
Uh, we were over at a friend's house and shout out to uh, Mike Hawk. He's uh, got a new place, got a big backyard, so he's using a pellet smoker. He brought over pulled pork and ribs that were phenomenal. So all day I've been talking about, I'm going to order pizza. We got to have pizza. Uh, the host was like brining chicken wings. Mike brings over two platters of barbecue rolls. There's chips, there's fresh guacamole. And like, I never ordered the pizza. No chicken wings ever got cooked. I mean, I did the same thing. I was just like, wow, Mike knocked it out of the park. We might as well enjoy his food. We got it handled. That's huge. And Matt, not to not to rub salt in the wound, but the uh, the pigs in a blanket were the first item completely destroyed, and it felt good. I felt a sense that I'd contributed. <laughs> yeah, That's- I was so. I mean, it's it's our buddy Sean, right? It, to his credit, he makes a very delicious guacamole and a pico de gallo. Uh, of course, St. Louis's own Brett was on chips and beers, and I mean, we're we're having a good time. But there was so much of this pulled pork, like I just, I just blatantly started picking up pieces of pulled pork and dipping them in guacamole. Like, <laughs> mm, living, dude. That wow, ending Ooh. dip season with a bang. I mean, that's that's a cocky move right there. <laughs> Not only that, uh, poor Mike's wife. He made this bastard again. Credit to Mike. He went all out, man. He made his own Kansas City style barbecue sauce. Right. So now at this point, it, look. Your boy had fun Saturday. He's been sitting on Sean's couch since 9 a.m. watching basically the hard knocks of the puppy bowl. Like, you know, <laughs> getting his mind right, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Powering down coffees. Like, by the time that food showed up, I'm like, I'm ready to go. So I'm taking little pieces of the pulled pork, guacamole, and then his wife happened to just have a spoon in the sauce that was, like, trying it. And I just kept putting little pieces over. She's she's like, I'm not going to stand here and just keep saucing your little creation. I'm like, all right, all right, you're right. And I'm like, this is good. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. That sounds amazing. That's such a good visual. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, and he made ribs. It got wild. Like, it, I should have asked permission, but we had crossed this point. Right. I had little miniatures of Pink Whitney and Fireball. We had drinking games going. So I blatantly just took a ring, a rib, and just put it in the mason jar of sauce and then just ate it. <laughs> God, Ted. You just, dude, you, you bring it, man. Like, I feel like when it's on, it's on. Ted shows up. Yeah. And honestly, Sean's a great host, man. He had like little bags out for recyclers, but he had made a Chiefs emblem. And a Niners emblem. So you were supposed to put them in. You had to crush your cans and then put them in whichever team you wanted to win. I think it's who you thought was going to win. Now, also, it helped remind people to use the can crusher and don't just fill up the bag. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Then we had a Taylor Swift drinking game, which was like if she shows up on TV, like everybody drinks. It's like if they use one of her songs, you had to do a shot. My favorite role was if you say, if somebody says, I hate Taylor Swift, then they have to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. That was a wild end to that game. I mean, kind of a slow starter, but what did you think about it, Ted? I mean, from a football standpoint. Uh, As I said, and I'm such a nerd, we had yesterday off. So I I sat here, hung over and rewatched the second half and overtime. It's just... (laughs) I just, you know how it is. I was having That's fun. why I asked, Ted. That's why you're the guy, dude. Uh, it was a strange game. 
Like it just was. And it was just, it was weird. And we also had squares going. So like we had that, go- but like I rewatched it and like, yeah, the first, let's be honest, the first half was boring. It was just basically turnovers. And then really, it doesn't really get going till that fourth quarter. And then just little things like, like I had kind of forgot when they muffed that punt that it had just nicked that dude in the back of his heel. So like just mm. those little things, why the Niners, I guess some of them didn't understand the rules, but why they took the ball to start with in overtime was beyond me. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I, I just, I don't, I, I just don't want that guy to have the ball in his hand with time running out. And there's, it's a seven point lead. Yeah, that is ludicrous. That was a wild decision. Yeah, I mean, what did you guys? I will say this. The Super Bowl Sunday was awesome. Everything you could hope for, that extra holiday. But yeah, the first three quarters of that game were pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing a lot of chatting and stuff, but fourth quarter definitely was was fun. I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of people were um were not sure who to root for. Like a lot of people in our building were just kind of torn. They were like, I don't really like uh the San Francisco 49ers for this reason. And like, oh, I like people had like random beef with the Chiefs too. So they were just like, I, I don't know. Like it was pretty, pretty tepid, I would say, the people I was watching with. How about you guys? I mean, it helped for I'm assuming you guys were the same way as Seahawks fans. I was just like, screw the Niners. Yeah, like, go that's Chiefs. exactly where I fell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um go chefs. I spent a lot of time this year um, watching like primetime games that kind of were similar where there wasn't a lot of scoring. There was some turnovers. You're not sure like, is this good defense or is this like bad football? But technically they were, I kept busting my dad's balls and being like, no, this is a good game. Look, it's seven to three. Like, it's a four-point game in the middle of the third quarter. You know, like, what more could you ask for? But it was sloppy on offense. And, you know, yeah, the defense looks good, but you just can't tell what's what. And it's a slow, low-scoring game that's still close because neither team's making anything happen. And so as that was transpiring in that game, I was like, this is a good game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. Matt, you're not, I don't like, I agree with you, but I also agree with your dad. I'm like, ah, it was kind of boring, but you're right. It was close. And I, I think at the end of the day, I think both those teams defenses are that good. Right. I think that's the bigger issue, but I will seriously, I mean, I would take that every day of the week. Like the NFL has done a good job the last like 15, 20 years. Like the Super Bowls are close. Like when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, it was just like, yeah, send whoever, from the AFC, so the NFC can just beat the piss out of them. Yeah, I feel like just not even the Super Bowl, but just across the league, you know, they keep things pretty tight, and any given year, a team could be good. I mean, just how their system is set up. I mean, you get a few dynasties like the Patriots, but generally speaking, I mean, you know, most of the dogs are in the hunt, and like, People who had awful teams the year before, like come out blazing sometimes the first four four games. I mean, it's not predictable. Like there's not not a lot of dynasty teams, I feel like. Yeah, I feel I mean, I could be wrong. I'm trying to Google it real quick, but like honestly, I feel like the last massive blowout was the one the Seahawks won. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
and that was yeah. great for us because we're Seahawks fans. But like, yeah, if you're just watching the Super Bowl and you don't care either way, like, oh, that was yeah. The, the blowouts suck. It, it seemed well, the playoff like, games get crazy close too. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, it seemed like um, the Falcons were going to have a blowout, and then they they lost that one year. Kyle Shanahan was their offensive coordinator too. It's been it's been fun basking in the the 49ers losing. I saw some videos on Reddit of like this one guy like punching his TV and another oh guy God, just like that. ripping his TV off the wall and throwing it like they were going wild. The uh, guy punched his TV and tried to fight his friend and then kicked him out of his house. <laughs> yeah, that one's the craziest one. Is that dude looks like he's about to mess up his buddy, but it's like Look, you invite your friend. He's a Chiefs fan. Like, what do you see? Not supposed to celebrate. I also will never fathom busting your own TV or burning a jersey you already paid for. I know. Makes no sense. You're only hurting yourself. (laughs) The NFL's not crying tears over that OLED you just smashed, my 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 guy. Yeah, yeah. I will also say that you know, like that's the other thing about the Super Bowl. Like the way my mind works. Like if that hadn't been a close game. I just at a certain point would have been looking at the clock and been like, all right, we only got seven minutes left in this game. So if we're going to keep rifling these drinks, let's get them in. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's so funny too. just given the number of people who listen and the fact that we're like West Coast based, like there's a decent chance someone listening to this right now smashed their own TV yesterday or on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> like, the mean, odds are not zero, boys. That's all I'm saying. I will say the biggest Niners fan I know is my cousin, Tom. Uh, he was... I texted him after the good after the game. Then I just said something like, "Are you okay?" And what did he say? Not great. And that was Sunday night or Monday morning. I haven't heard from him since then. My TV's <laughs> been destroyed. <laughs> right. I saw. Dude, I would love to see that stat. Like, what are the best bought by TV sales numbers? Like the three days after the Super Bowl. <laughs> You know? I mean, look, that's the thing. If you're going to buy a TV, like this is the week to do it. It's like, I wonder if that goes through any of those people's minds. Like, screw it. I'm buying a new TV anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Take, go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> All right. Real quick, because we're talking about that guy fighting his friend. I will leave names out of this. But uh, somebody I knew, and Cobb, I think you know them as well, is a massive Patriots fan. So there's two famous Super Bowls where the Patriots lose to the Giants, and they're both pretty close games. Now, this person is from the Northeast, but at the time, they're living in New York City. So, and I'm sure I'll get a text or a phone call if I'm retelling the story wrong. The way I understand it is maybe his wife is like, hey, we should have some people over. He's like, I don't want to. They're Giants fans. Like, this is the Super Bowl. <laughs> so anyhow, the game ends, and I guess like the Giants end up winning at the last, you know, last couple minutes or whatever. And everybody's like the Giants fans are kind of cheering and everything. <laughs> like my buddy, he's he, he's like, I'm already annoyed. Like, I don't like a couple of these people. Like, I wouldn't invite it. Not that he didn't like them, but he just wouldn't have invited them over. <laughs> so then the game ends. <laughs> and he says he just stands up and goes, Okay, get the f- out. <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> everybody starts laughing and he's like i'm serious get the f- out of my apartment <laughs> yeah leave now <laughs> uh that's awesome that's hilarious yeah that would be aggravating like just you know having the fans 
of the opposing team, like cheering every time something bad happens. I mean, you know, Ted, you, you saw me almost, almost Sparta kick that guy. Like it's, it's the rage is real. The in the moment rage is real. <laughs> and he had it coming, Ted. Don't say he didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say he didn't. I will say at one point on Sunday, so the comment was made, maybe I should Sparta kick that guy. <laughs> I was like, God, that's a that's a double reference point. <laughs> oh, that's good. God, I'm sorry I missed that. That's awesome. The, the day will come, Ted. Just give it time. But just know that that Sparta kick's just in there, you know, brewing. Just marinate. I don't know if that makes yeah, you feel exactly. better or scared. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know where, Ted. But she's got to come out. I can't keep it buried forever. Uh, I will say credit where credit's due. Patrick Mahomes is just a beast. Yeah. Like, yeah, I already have three titles. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just like, I had to like, cause I got back. I think I was home by like nine 30 or 10. That's the other thing. It is nice on the West coast. I got home in time to like, no, oh, I can actually relax some like uh, the East coast, man. That's terrible. Especially at Super Bowl Sunday. You gotta go to work the next day. Uh, oh, that was yeah. another good line. We were giving my buddy crap about going to work, and he's like, "Are you guys serious?" He's like, "I'll let it go. It's Super Bowl Sunday, but like, when's the last time you spent ten minutes goofing on somebody for having a job and a career?" Because we're like, "Look at this loser." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? But yeah, I mean, Mahomes is just so good, and then yeah i mean overall like like we like we've been saying for weeks like it's just an extra holiday man whether it's family and friends like just just a good time to get together well and ted i subscribe to your philosophy that everyone should have the day after the super bowl off yeah have you looked at the numbers it's like a billion it's like multiple billions of dollars because so many people take the day off like what are we doing yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah and frankly like nfl just put it on president's day weekend or have it on saturday yeah, serious. Yeah, I know. It, I mean, Super Bowl Sunday does have a nice ring to it. I'll give them the alliteration, but like the U.S. government and the NFL got to start talking. Like they're already planning their flyovers together. It's like let's get on the same page about calendaring and holidays. You know, as a calendar guy now, I know these kind <laughs> of things. How do you guys feel about the flyovers on indoor stadiums? <laughs> they do that. They did it on Sunday. What? Did Dude, you not some, notice every that? Every once in a while, you say something to me that complete. They did a flat. Just is that just purely for like the TV footage? Yeah, and it's like industry standard now. Like, oh like God. if it's like a Super Bowl or something, like we'll still have a flyover. It's like, wait, but it's indoors. Like it looks <laughs> cool on TV, but the point of the flyover, like I, I'll be honest with you, I don't get tired of them in person. Yeah, but like they're cool. It seems weird to have one when the people in the stadium can't see it. <laughs> Dude, I hate to be pessimistic, but I feel like, you know, it works well. It, it, it's in both parties' interests. I mean, the NFL obviously is an entertainment product, and it's very entertaining to see warplanes go ripping over a stadium. I get it. I'm about that life. And then, obviously, on the military side, you know, it's a great, great recruiting tool. And it's been tough the last few years getting people to sign up for for the army and and the navy specifically. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense. I get it. On the indoor stadiums, <laughs> the indoor stadiums. Here's the thing. You know, there's only seventy thousand people at that stadium. But how many people are at home watching t- on TV and going, you know what? I got to figure out a career. Boom. 
John. Look, you're not wrong. I'm just like, well, that, the essence of it, though, is for the people there. I, you could yeah. tell. I brought this up on Sunday, and people were like, no, there's not. I'm like, watch. There's going to be a flyover. And it. And I'm pro have them fly over a stadium where there's people watching. The I don't care. Blackhawks, get the Coast Guard, like whatever it is. I'm in for a flyover, but I'm just like, not on the indoor stadiums. That just seems like a giant waste. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, the fact that we have 11 carrier groups, not carriers, carrier groups is a waste. But, you know, here we are. The next closest nation has two and they're not. They're half the size. The carriers themselves are half the size. But, you know, <laughs> you're telling me the U.S. is spending a lot on the military, Ted. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look, before we take a break, I have big news, fellas. Hell I've yeah. acquired some interesting things number one cricket ball oh oh nice i don't even know dude for watching enough i've never touched a cricket ball before what tell me about that thing so this is a white one which they use in odis one day internationals uh i don't i don't know why but like i have another one that's red and they use those for test matches which are like it, when play like three days long. Is it like a lacrosse ball, a baseball, like a croquet ball? Like Close. what are we talking about? It's honestly, it's a it's very similar to a baseball, but it's just got stitching, right? Like half and half, whereas the baseball, like the the seams kind of go over. <clears throat> but does it's it bounce? I, it does. If you bounce on the ground, it bounce because they're they're always bouncing it and just this is yeah. what I'm doing now. I'm just walking around the house flipping it around. Uh, it just, does that have a case on it, or is that the ball itself? It's so shiny. Is that no? That's the ball itself. My buddy, uh, guy that listens oh. to the men's room, Aaron. He lives in Melbourne, and he was like, "I'm coming oh. over. Is there anything I can get you?" And I was like, "Besides all the Tim Tams you bring and stuff," I was like, "Can you get me a cricket ball?" And he's like, "Yeah." Wow! <laughs> and he gets to see cricket at the MCG, man. One of the biggest stadiums in the world, the Melbourne Cricketing Ground. Massive. Yeah massive stadium unbelievably yeah. huge yeah i was gonna say last week because he was in town on business i was like let me take you out for a beer and he's like you know man this might sound funny but for an australian he's like i don't drink I was like he's like i just never got into it and i'm like all right i was like well we'll go get some food so i was like let's keep it american so we got cheese curds and wings but <laughs> it felt pretty american oh yeah dude whatever ha speaking of like american versus australian Whatever happened to all the like Fosters? Like those commercials were everywhere for a long time. Like Fosters, Australian for beer. Now they're just gone. Yeah, they are. And you used to see people drink Fosters a lot more. You don't see it as much. Did they just give up trying to break into the States? I think maybe there's just people were like, if we're going to drink cheaper beer, like let's drink the one the Australians drink, not Fosters. I think the only mm. people really drinking Fosters are the English. Yeah, that's fair. The, uh, or yeah. I feel right, like fellas. the Australians got the better end of that deal long term. Well, here's the other the British. Here's the other big thing. Everybody knows me, athlete, sports guy. Not known for being a musician. That changes today, fellas. Whoa. Got a uke. Whoa. Dude, the black on black ukulele. Ted, give us a little something. I don't like I literally got it today. Whatever you whatever you oh. Dude, I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. My, I think it'll uh, be something fun to kind of learn. And like, it comes with like a little, like, 
here's how you like tune a guitar. Like here's the strings. So like, I don't know. It feels like a nice new project to work on. Like I'm going to learn how to play this thing. Ted, my aunt is in a ukulele club in Seattle and they play really? like at Green Lake. They play like little shows and stuff. She said it's a blast. I believe they meet like uh, somewhere near uh, Finney Ridge. So when you get to that, when you're ready to go, go full time. I got the girl, but it's all retired. It's almost all retired people. A little bag for it. I was walking around the office today. I was like, sorry, Mike, I got to leave. Got an acoustic set down at the Starbucks at noon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As as an early 40s man, you'd be the young gunslinger in that group. (laughs) Well, Christ, I feel like everybody else we know plays an instrument. So I've been talking about it. And then that Aaron guy, he was just like, hey, man, it's going to be weird. I just I saw I just I sent something to work. And then today I was like, you're the f-ing man. Thanks, mate. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, yeah. You got, like, yeah, I could see you actually weirdly getting good at it. Yeah. Plus, I just <clears throat> I need like something like a different hobby, but like nothing too great. But I was like, oh, I can actually just sit here and practice. And then I was like, besides like the little material I came with, it's like it's 2024. I'm almost positive after this podcast, I can Google like ukulele tutorial or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. They'll be good, too. There'll be like a thousand results. (laughs) I know. That is wild. You watching the Super Bowl? Like, nah, man, I'm playing my ukulele and throwing a cricket ball around. (laughs) (laughs) No, Ted goes international. Post football blues. I don't know anything about those. <laughs> you are uh, right. The day after the Super Bowl, I'm like pick it up an instrument, boys, <laughs> and a new sport, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make it to the first weekend of March Madness. I'm dying over here. <laughs> God, seriously, Ted. That's like you just that. That's the the midlife crisis. Like you just bought a Corvette, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just like no, the idea. Honestly, like, I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, like a few years from now, I'll be like, "Hey, man, just tonight around the fire. Don't ask. I don't want to hear the uke." Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, let's take a break here, and we'll come back with uh, some emails. What's Matt and in the cop topic? <clears throat> all right. Welcome back. Welcome to all our sponsors, old and new. Glad to have you aboard. Uh, before we get into emails real quick, did anybody do anything for uh, Mardi Gras since it's Fat Tuesday? Nope. nope. Weirdly, Austin kind of emptied out with people flying to New Orleans. Like I have did four, four different like crews that I know that are there. So this town, I knew this town liked to party. I didn't know they take that show on the road. So there are a lot of people at Mardi Gras, uh, obviously. I am not, didn't get into Fat Tuesday, but I did see a couple of people in like full sparkly, like blazer suits today. So that was cool. Yeah. And credit to the Mardi Gras crowd. Cause like that changes, right? That date's not always the same, like Christmas and New Year's. Like you got to be committed. Yeah. Yeah. They go hard. Uh, honestly, Mardi Gras is an awesome holiday. You know, St. Louis has the second biggest Mardi Gras outside of New Orleans. I believe that. No, but What's I bet it? I know where you learned that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was getting peppered with St. Louis information on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story behind those little baby cakes? The king cake. The king cake. What's the deal with that? So the whole thing is, have you ever had them, by the way? They're delicious. Uh, Not sure. 
All right, so it's like a fancy pastry. It's like a si- giant ho- or uh, circle, right? And then it's got a bunch of sugar on top, like green, what, purple, pink, yellow. So it looks Mardi Gras style. Now, inside the cake, there's a little figurine of a baby. And when you cut up the cake, it's supposed to be good luck if you get the piece with the baby in it. What it comes from, I have no idea. Maybe like a New Year's thing because at the end of, I don't know. It looks you know like what? it celebrates I, the visit of the Magi to the Christ child. All right. Yeah. The tradition <laughs> of the king cake. Wow. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, podcast ruling. Ted, can Matt still eat this now that he's, you know, the crown is possibly fallen? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I just I I want the wings back. Crown. I want the wings back. You're the king, Matt. We got to restore order to the to the throne. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe you know, sometime between now and next year, we'll put out a podcast that I feel confident sending to them. <laughs> being like, no, look, that, I mean, oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that. That's the only losing that client for sure, buddy. To explain to them which would then lead them to the ability to hear all the things I've said here ever, which is a road I don't want to go down. Oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe an alternative event where you bring wings. I feel like it's oh, the, redemption, okay. the redemption arc I'm seeing. You okay. Know? Maybe a summer, just... summer at the lake or something, you know? Nothing crazy. No. <laughs> maybe invite you know what? Ted and I. Yeah, right. We don't really just screw those people. When when are all three of us going to be in the city where you can cook? Doesn't matter which city. That's that's what we're getting down to. One thing at a time. (laughs) Also, though, when you if you do make him take him to that party, it won't be as fun. Like I I can't explain to you how happy I was Sunday morning when I got that text from somebody who's just like, "What the fuck." Oh, all right, Mr. Cobb. Well, I'm cracking a beer, boys. It's Mardi Gras. Mr. Cobb, Let's do we have some emails? Oh, Ted Smith. Let's get it. Let's go. God, what are we doing? Mick Ultra? God, you are a Texas oh, yeah. guy now. <laughs> Jesus, Ted. Wow. That's uh I always wondered, yeah, where they sell Mick Ultra, and turns out it's it's rural Texas. Um, okay. <laughs> it's middle-aged bald white dudes that golf. <laughs> yeah. At least most guys, of my friends. <laughs> do you guys want the Harlem Globe trivia follow up, comfort shows, or MCGA make great again? Oh, Jesus, man. Let's end with that. <laughs> Let's start with the Globe Trotters. Uh, <laughs> right, so I told you there was a good one in there. Uh, all right. Harlem Globe Trotter follow up. Uh, no need to read this on the cast unless you want to. Okay. Uh, I'll Too late. Through it. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I understand your skepticism, but the Globetrotters games genuinely aren't fixed. Although their opponents are intentionally uh, vastly inferior to enable the Globetrotters to perform theatrically, the quote below is from Wikipedia. Questionable, I know, but includes its own independent sources. LARP on, Carson the Lawyer. While parts of a modern exhibition game are pre-planned, the games themselves are not fixed. While their opponents do not interfere with the Globetrotters' hijinks while on defense, they play a serious game when in possession of the ball, and about 20-30% to 30% of a game is real. 
Uh, this once led to an infamous defeat at the hands of the Washington Generals in 1971 to the distress of the watching crowd. After the Globetrotters lost track of a big lead with their tricks and the Generals hit a game-winning buzzy, buzzer beater. Ted, your response. Okay. <clears throat> Number one, I, I grew up as a kid going to see the Globetrotters. The level of, of Washington Generals player is much higher now, in my opinion. Uh, number two is like the the generals Jeff definitely had a lead and they reset that scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> like like the generals kind of caught fire on the grassy knoll. Yeah, because they not only is there like twos and threes, they have like an eight point shot. And at one point, the generals were just running down the court, nailing eight point shots and like. Then, then there's always like a stop where they actually stop the clock and the Globetrotters do like a whole massive like show, you know what I mean? For like a few minutes. But during the show, I looked up and I just elbowed my buddy and I was like, they definitely just reset that score to make it a little closer. <laughs> like if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have noticed. But the, the game I was at, they reset that score. So I think the Wikipedia is right. It said 20 to 30 percent of the game is real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right. Um, comfort shows. Hello, boys. My go-to shows for comfort, uh, kind of a two-for-one on TV, it's The Office. I can drop right in on that anytime, and paired with it is The Office Ladies podcast, Jen and Angela doing their rewatch and breakdown of each episode. But honestly, if I need a good original laugh, I listen to my man Hank Patterson and Hank Patterson's Outdoor Misadventures. After five years, not a ton of outdoor content anymore, but Hank is a comedian writer who makes funny fly fishing and outdoor videos. Uh, plus, he's super engaged with his listeners and even hosts a monthly Beers with Hank Zoom call where we all shoot the shit. Uh, thanks, guys. for uh, Thanks for what you guys do. Always enjoyable. Have a good week. Tony and Paula. Oh, Tony. Nice. And he sent us a video of uh, Hank Patterson. I'll throw it in the chat for you so you can see it too. I'll watch it after. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know if I sent you guys the video. I can't say uh, too many details, but the men's room show will have a new beer coming out. And uh, I was at a brewery on Saturday afternoon and I was, I didn't realize that like beer, kind of like liquor, there's a certain point where it's like ready to be canned or bottled. And they put a little pigtail on there, you know, like the coil. And I was drinking fresh IPAs off the teat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So they had you guys out to do a tasting. You were saying, you said earlier, I'm just curious, like, is there any way that like, what if you guys get it? What would have happened if you guys got out there and didn't like it? How does that work? I mean, that would have been a little tougher because you would, you would have to be honest and go, duh. It's How too much. much this? Did you guys make <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And we've done it before where we've had some uh, tastings a couple of years ago. I remember it was just like, look, we just, it's, it's too, it's too much. It's too hoppy. Like, I just mm -hmm. feel like I'm gnawing on hops and they were like, for real. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> so now I will say to the credit, generally, when you give them direction of what you want it to kind of taste like they get pretty close but uh yeah there's been a couple uncomfortable ones where i was like oh that we got to say something like i don't i don't want to we don't want to promote that <laughs> yeah oh, that's awesome all right boys mcga make great again <laughs> first of all one of the best i'm just you know going going straight off the cuff first impressions one of the greatest subject lines we've ever had on this cast 
For sure. Stock is already up 115 basis points. Uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I've been listening for years, and other than the Red Man episode, I think the last episode had the most bleeps. Shout out, Matt. Uh, didn't miss one. <laughs> My comfort show and movie, uh, Trailer Park Boys, which made me happy that oh. the boys are into it, too. Yeah, Trailer Park Boys is so good. So good. Uh, and Dark Knight. Just a great movie from start to finish. You know that old saying... Only three certains in the world. I've got one for the podcast. Only three certains for the podcast. Ted tailgating, Cobb pushing stocks, Matt went to the 420 bank. (laughs) (laughs) Pump the stock. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. (laughs) Also, I noticed uh, my podcast rotation hasn't been very mega. Take care, boys. Jaden. Yeah, Mega Cast a little little hiatus, but what I'm sure we'll get it fired up again here shortly. M- Mr. Mig's been a little busy. If you haven't listened to the station, <laughs> <laughs> also uh, Jaden mentions the idea of a virtual meetup. I'm not opposed to that. That could be fun. That's not uh, bad. yeah. Jaden, email in your idea. What's that, Ted? That wouldn't be bad. That'd be a little chaotic, though. You're right. It would be trying to have like multiple conversations or whatever. I guess. I mean, you can on Zoom, you can do breakout rooms because uh, I was going to say we had our Halloween party on here once, but it's just kind of hard. I don't know. Like, look, I'm going to do something in May. So if you guys aren't here, we'll just. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be some way if there's a screen to get my phone plugged in and we'll just FaceTime you or something. Yeah, I'll be there July and August. Yeah, maybe I'm not married to this May date. I just I threw it out. And then July just gets so busy in this town. That's true. It's going to be May. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, and we actually have uh, three other emails that I didn't see from before. Let's uh, read one. Grab one of them. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, listen real quick. July is packed. Kenny Chesney's yeah. coming to town. I'm not going to that one because the next oh week. I know. God, right? dude. But I, I was like. Got- I was like, I got to pick either him or Chris Stapleton and, and Willie Nelson. So I was like, I'm going to go to Stapleton and Willie Nelson. Hold the tracks. Just stop. It's the same night as that show. It's Hootie and the Blowfish down on White River. Wow. Going to Hootie. <laughs> wow. Chris Stapleton's got, oh man, that's that's tough. Dude, I have a crazy Kenny Chesney story for you when we get off the cast. Oh, I just okay. heard it last week. I cannot. I believe me, everyone listening. I wish I could tell it on here. It is not my truth to reveal, but wild ride, Ted Smith. Wild ride confirmed by like multiple tabloids. It's anyway. Well, uh, no, well, uh, no, no, no. The opposite, actually. The oh, opposite. Nice. That's uh-huh. the, those are the rumors I've been hearing. Oh, yeah, dude. He well. What's the most general way I could say this? Somebody that I knows. Oh, no. Nah, there's nah, just, just no leave way. It. There's no way, man. It's ah, oh, God. God, I want to, though. Just so everyone out there knows I want to because I want that stock to go up. All right. Greetings, gents. Cobb. WTF, dude. Is it hot showers making your end suite a ghetto sauna or is it ice cold to boost your tea levels? Make up your mind. Well, it's both, my guy. That's uh, you know, we we go hot to relax the muscles and cold to pump the tea. Uh, make up your mind, that, dude. That is the big thing now. 
I yeah. so many people and you can get like saunas in your house now. And I'm just like, all right, I like good on you. Love it. I love the ice bath. We don't got to post about it every day. Yeah. Hey, to my credit, I've never posted a single photo of me in my ice bath, despite it looking over the city. I was it does talking look cool, about Ted. You know it. it is, it's great. I'm saying, like, I'm pro. Yeah, you're talking about all the bros who just like it's just a photo of them in ice every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I used to say about athletes. Like, I don't post work post pictures of going to work every day. And I'm like, <laughs> with the athletes, like back in the lab. It's like, dude, that's your fing job. Your job. Yeah. It's your job. <laughs> it's not as <laughs> impressive as like somebody working a full-time job got other stuff going on. Like they're in the lab seven days a week. Then I go, okay, now I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you don't see the bus driver, like oh, back on the bus. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, no shit, dude. You drive those things. Right. Like you better be in the lab <laughs> cooking, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you weren't posting, you wouldn't have lost that last fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh make up your make up your mind dude this is almost the same level of flip-flop of do you hate kids or not nah? uh to be wow damn dude that's oh, jesus wow that's a good reference point dude yeah tra- dredging up my uh what checkered pass uh to be fair mcdp uh never has taken a consistent stand shower temps wise either larp on scott the friendly it guy wow scott's coming in blasting today he's throwing smoke matt any thoughts on that What's your, man, what's your stand on shower temps, man? I mean, it's so for me, I, I like going cold at the end. Occasionally I'll go full cold. If I just really need to jolt myself up. Um, but yeah, when I moved here and I had that whack water pressure for the first like year, like the cold with low water pressure was just like annoying. And now that I got my water pressure figured out, uh, the cold feels amazing again. I'm I'm back on like I, I love a good cold finish to the shower with the appropriate pressure. But it's like it felt like waterboarding before with <laughs> low pressure. Jesus. I'm pretty wait that's yeah I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Wow, that's a you know it's so funny. I feel like there's this weird thing when I talk about like. I kind of brag about my cold plunge. Kind of like, look, it's a redneck cold plunge. Like I built it myself. It's just a chest freezer. So people think it's a meat logger. So I'll be like chatting with people at parties or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah. Like sometimes I, I turn the shower cold and I'll do three minutes in there. And everyone's always like, they have this weird thing where they're like, oh yeah. Like I think eventually like I'll get up to the cold plunge level. And I'm like, dude, it's the opposite. A cold shower is so much harder yeah. than a cold plunge. Like when that water's like leaking on you and like moving, it's like honestly, probably 10 times harder. Yeah. So people who are taking cold showers, it's way more intense than just sitting still in cold water. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of those people are ahead of the game. But anyway, and especially with like the low water pressure, that'd be awful. Yeah. Like the Chinese water torture. Oh yeah, that's what that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, um, my, par- <laughs> either, my parents. Either way, pool isn't. I think either way, right we're now. trivializing a horrific torture and likening it to like your residential shower. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, I was somewhere once. This was years ago when like you had to have masks everywhere. And uh like I would always kind of try to get away with just wearing those little masks you would like pull up or whatever and like keep around your neck. And my buddy's all hammered. He's laying on his back and somebody's he's like, No, man, see, you could still drink through this. And he's like on his back on the floor and he's like, 
pour some beer in here. And I'm like, that's no, like that's the definition <laughs> of, of torturing somebody. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, get up. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah i mean it's created to make people feel like they're gonna drown and die that's the entire point i'm i'm sure it's awful yeah there was a couple of weeks at pub league where you had to wear a mask but it was fall and it was raining and i was like hey seriously we're, I'm, I'm we're you're trying to suffocate us out here like we're out <laughs> like I'm, I'm taking it off okay well, i just i just like that your buddy at the conference be like oh this isn't so bad like, well you're probably not doing it right <laughs> all <right. laughs> oh all right is that good on emails yeah <laughs> all right let's check in with what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's mad uh before we get to what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's mad check out with what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's mad uh before we get to what's mattening hey, hey what's good what's mad check out with what's batman so we we talked about the super bowl party um yeah that was a good time uh great house great people um yeah just a lot of fun uh friday night also the excitement like i it's the excitement too right it's like i don't know like seahawks games like if people like you know if you like the nfl right and you you're going over to Cobbs to watch the Seahawks. Like you're going to be into it. But sometimes people like if they don't like football, they don't really care. But the excitement on the Super Bowl, like everybody actually cares for a day. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was just. I mean, exactly. the The excitement's palpable. It's an interesting thing because like Christmas and Thanksgiving don't bring strangers together. The Super Bowl is like the real holiday that that does you know what i mean like it's usually Good point at least on christmas and thanksgiving proper like you know yeah. um yeah so so it's, it's like it's fine that you don't know everyone but a lot of the same people from last year were there and i've been around a little bit more so i knew a few more people um and yeah it was, it was awesome man they had uh yeah we we just we had a lot of fun. There's, uh, I didn't do very well with my bets that day because it was so like low scoring. Um, but I love living in California because you have the Prize Picks app, which like, it's <laughs> technically it's daily fantasy sports. It's not a sports book. Um, but there just wasn't a ton of. Uh, this is just a very weird game, like. Uh, yeah, yeah the, Jawan Jennings going off like, and yeah, just it was uh, it was a lot of fun though. Like just watching one last time. I got into you know prize picks this season and picking you know all these different players over and unders and like yeah, it was it was a Super Bowl. So I was trying to refresh and keep track, and I'm telling everybody else about my bets, and you know some of the other people have bets placed in various ways and you know it's just it's just a fun way to get to know people so uh yeah just i love super bowl sunday it was great um i don't remember saturday much uh matt that's a great point i i I just never thought about that you're right it's like an extra holiday but 
And and I've gone to friends' places with their family on the but you're right, like the Super Bowl's different. Like you're just like, Oh yeah, we'll invite that person or that person. Yeah. Like imagine a Super Bowl Sunday crew at a Christmas or something. Like Yeah. There's nothing like that. There's the closest thing, the thing that we all love so much was your birthday party. Or like yeah, right? the night before Thanksgiving at the hometown bar that everyone goes to. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of fun too, is the Super Bowl gives you like that's another nice thing about watching sports. It gives you a time frame. Whereas yep. like I don't know, if you're hanging out on Christmas Eve or whatever, and you're let's say you got some cousins you like or there's other people there, but like hey, you could kind of party a little bit later, but there's no like start finish time and you're just you know what I mean? It's like ah, we're just kind of feeling it out. Whereas like and also let's be honest, it's Christmas Day and it's like when I used golf terms, shotgun start at noon. And was like, what? <laughs> like, be here at noon. We're going to shotgun beers. <laughs> <laughs> like Christmas Day, that could be aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it, it's it's one of the best days of the year for sure. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was great. Um, Friday, my girlfriend's family was in town as her sister's birthday on Wednesday last week, I think, or Tuesday. Something. All right. Um, but Friday we all went out um to Nobu, which is like oh kind of nice. Yeah, there's a new one here. And um yeah, so that was that was nice. That was fun. Uh it's just a it's a crazy place, but the eel and cucumber roll was great. Uh, everything I had was great. The tacos that are literally like one bite tacos. Um, the little wonton ones. Yeah. 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 It's real good. Um, <laughs> I've had them once in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything good. there was great. Yeah. It's Nobu. <laughs> yeah. Like I was eating stuff that I would not eat anywhere else. Just like. Some some sushi with jalapeno on it. I hate jalapenos. I'm not. It's not. I don't like the the flavor. I'm not huge on spicy stuff, but like spicy stuff like with that's heated by jalapeno. I just don't really like unless it's white cheddar popcorn. I don't know why that one works. Um, <laughs> but this one just had like a little jalapeno slice on some fish. So like you got to try it. I'm like, I think I do. Let's see see how it is. And I had two of those. Because everything's good there. So, uh, nice. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Saturday, I don't really remember. Um, I know I went to the gym and I worked. And, you know, yeah, I was pretty low-key. I think I might have smoked a bunch of weed and watched that show Las Vegas I was talking about. All right. That feels yeah. right. Yeah. Great show. Man, holds up. It's so fun. Uh yeah, I'm so glad Peacock started streaming it because it wasn't on Peacock for like this whole time. I've I had looked for it multiple times. Like, where what happened to that show? I would totally watch that over any of this other new stuff. So, yeah, um, it was a great weekend. I was on Peacock Saturday morning myself watching uh, Six Nations rugby. Oh, okay. They do have yeah. some obscure sports on that one. Yeah, but that's why when they put the one NFL playoff game. On Peacock, and oh, like yeah. all the everybody was freaking out. So I tweeted out, like, just go to a soccer bar or ask one of your soccer friends. They have Peacock already to watch the Premier League. Like, <laughs> stop, stop freaking out. 
Oh, well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Nice. Have you guys, either of you guys heard about Apollo 11, the documentary? Uh, no. No, I don't know. It is crazy. So basically they found, I think in like NASA's official footage um they found it and restored it all of the launch for apollo 11 which was the mission to put a man on the moon for the first time um so neil armstrong buzz aldrin and uh the footage is like you've seen old footage this is old but it's like um but it's it's rendered so well that it looks brand new but everyone's like in their 60s gear you know it takes place in 1969 and it's it's immaculate. Oh, so, that's Apollo 11. That's like the one. Yeah, it's the one, um, you know, and sort of like uh, making good on Kennedy's promise that the U.S. would walk on the moon before the decade was out and getting in just under the under the deadline. So anyway, it's really cool. There's no narration. They just show different scenes uh, of that whole process. And it is it is a wild ride. Highly recommend you smoke some weed and just sit down for that hour and a half on the biggest TV you've got. Um, that's just to everyone to everyone listening. Um, but anyway, um, so the cop topic this week is what's the best documentary you've seen in the last year? Because that was mine by far, and it's not even close. So feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com. What is the best documentary you've seen in the last year or ever? F it. Boys? I mean, Ever's easier. I will always go back to that. Uh, and Cobb, I think you turned me on to it. Is it American Drug War? Oh, we talk about Cocaine Cowboys? No, 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 no. There's one just called like American Drug War. And it's just a dude that his brother had overdosed on something. And he had been a boozer and did other drugs. So he just really dives into it and looks at like the private prisons and this and that. And it's like, it's where I, I steal a bunch of, bunch of my lines about street drugs. Like, you know why street drugs are illegal? Because they work. <laughs> like, <laughs> Damn. There's, yeah, it's just all this stuff. And it's it's really good. And it's done. And the guy is like, after his brother dies, he gets clean. He is anti-drugs 100%. I mean, this mm. movie's old. It's so old. It's got like Rogan just in an alley smoking weed. And he's yeah, like, these are my favorite kind of stoners. Like, you know what I mean? Because like sometimes even weed people can annoy me with. It's good for this. It's good for that. Like sometimes it's also nice to be like, yeah, I'm just getting stoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my elbow doesn't hurt. I'm actually just wanting to escape reality. Yeah, <laughs> so that's probably my favorite one ever. And I watch a lot of sports like docs too. For people wondering, it's American Drug War, The Last White Hope. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> in the last year, I don't know about the last year when we were talking. I just I love that show Gangland. It was like a documentary show on Spike. Oh, I want to say I remember Gangland. Gangland yeah. was a wow. Type. Gangland was good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't thought about Gangland in a while. Um, also, for bonus points, if anyone's looking for some crazy Formula One, there's a documentary that's just called Santa. It's not available in the US, but God, I feel like a nerd saying this, but you can VPN into like Finland or somewhere else and watch it on Netflix. So um, I would say one of the top three documentaries I've ever seen, probably if you can watch that and not cry, 
you're not human. It's right. a- and when you brought this up years ago, it definitely was on Netflix back then because that's how like my brother watched it and I watched it. Yeah, we tried last winter and we're not able to and had to do the VPN. So I don't know at the moment. But it's out there. Everything can be found. And it's just Senna. It's about Ayrton Senna. Yeah, yeah, that's good. stuff. I will say, I mean, that's the other thing about this Six Nations rugby. Like I've gone and I've gone to bars before to watch with my buddy Rowan, who's Irish, to watch England, Ireland. But like I didn't really get it. And like, I sh- like there's just a lot of rules in rugby. So then like him, my buddy, our buddy Ron over in Belfast, a couple of people like, just watch it. So I'm now it timed out right. Netflix released it like right before the Six Nations started. Released what? What's it called? So doc. It's it. Yeah, it's it's the same way they do like F1 Drive to Survive. It's just oh, nice. They follow. Six, yeah, I forget it. They're following last year's Six Nations. I forget the bottom line, but it's just if you just look up Six Nations Netflix. Six Nations Full Contact. Yes. Yeah, that's it right there. And it's just kind of nice because like. I don't know. Maybe American football. I'm just used to. We played a couple of years in high school and stuff, but like rugby just looks brutal, and it's kind of crazy. Like some of those guys, like a day or two beforehand, when they're just like talking to the camera, they're like, "Yeah, they're, you know, like uh, the Irish are rough. Like this is going to be a beating. Like I, I'm a little scared." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you don't have the pads and the helmet in the way either. Um, you know what I was thinking about. So didn't was it the Dallas Cowboys who had a rugby guy this year? Who somebody took like a star rugby player and put him in at running back. All right, so the running backs from rugby, there's a couple. I know for sure there's a few Australian rules football guys that are like specialists that are like punters or kickers in the league. Yeah, I don't know about an actual fullback. They, they had some guy in his first his first time entering the game, he got a touchdown. And uh I was thinking about this because I was like, you know, most of the skill players in um, in American football only they get very little time actually with the ball running against people. And you think about it, if you came up playing rugby, you're getting so much more. You're getting like hundreds of times the amount of time, like actually carrying the ball running and seeing lanes and um, seams and stuff. And so, yeah, this guy got the ball and just sprang for a touchdown right off the gate. And I was like, that makes sense. Cause he's going to have so much more experience than even running backs, um, you know, in aggregate, if they're running around for two hours, and he's getting the ball, you know, constantly on long runs. So I don't know, just kind of an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. And look, after Super Bowl weekend, there's always a lot of talk about because the world cup is the most viewed sporting event in the world or event da- period. Dallas, my guy. You see that? He plays for Dallas? No, the World Cup final is going to be in Dallas. No, it's not. Yeah, I believe it is. Uh, there were everybody thought it was, but they announced last week or two weeks ago it's going to be it's going to be in freaking Jersey at the uh, at MetLife. Oh, so it's one of the sixteen host cities. Oh, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah, like Seattle has four games. Yep. One of them will be the men's, but either, but when it comes to like people, like a lot of You're Americans, don't really, right. yeah, thanks, bud. You got me the last couple of times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the world cup is hands down the most viewed thing in the world, but I like both sports or people are trying to compare them. And it's like, look, most American football players don't have the stamina and couldn't run around on a soccer pitch. 
Now, with that said, they are phenomenal athletes built for fast twitch and six, six second battles. So it's like, I, I don't know. Sometimes those arguments kind of drive me up a wall. It's like, ah, there's no real way to like win this argument. Like, look, Messi ain't putting on pads and playing American football. Patrick Mahomes ain't going and being a being a number 10 for his national team. <laughs> That's true. It looks like it was the Buffalo Bills running back and former rugby star Christian Wade who ignited a 65-yard touchdown on his first run. <laughs> yeah, so like they're out. The, but I know the Aussie rules football guys. There's a few of those punters in the league. Oh, and they're, they're insane. <laughs> I like when you said punters, I was like, I was like, how much British slang are we using? Like, is this guy a proper punter or is he a or just actually someone who kicks the ball? Um, punter is a good one, too. Look at this punter. Yeah, it's a bunch of punters. All right. Well, I got to get back to my ukulele. So <laughs> happy Mardi Gras. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, real quick emergency. Just message. You can hear our voice and you're listening to this on Wednesday. You have a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife. I don't care if you've been dating her for two months. She said she didn't want anything. You better buy a card and something small. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Rupsy TV for Cobb and Lee Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.